0: At Colorado State University Global Campus, online education isn't another thing we do. It's all we do. Get an interactive education that's built for working adults like you and that employers demand. Explore your options at csuglobal.edu. Hi, you're watching Sipping Off the Cuff on Tequila Aficionado Media, YouTube, iBlog Radio, Blog Talk Radio iTunes we're everywhere. I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That gentleman out there is
1: Rick Levy in San Diego.
0: Rick, we are we are so so jazzed. We are jazzed tonight because we have the entire line of the mad scientist of tequila. <laughs> he he we have Teralta Teralta excuse me, excuse me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> I fell into my gringo side of me. Uh, Terralta Tequila is uh, produced by uh, Ingeniero Felipe Camarena, and if that name sounds familiar, it's because you know he is related. He is the brother of uh, Carlos Camarena of Los Altos, and uh, well, Arandas, and and of course the, the tequila is El, El Tesoro de Don Felipe and Tapatio. But this stuff
1: is his yeah and Uh, he also is the his other brand is g4 yeah i've never had that and And he he is also the maker uh for pasote pasote which which you you myself um, 1579
0: I now you and i have had uh, that we've had pasote uh alex and myself have also had pasote together pasote is like the tequila that's been reviewed by everybody <laughs> here at Tequila Aficionado, but this is this is really new, and I'm and I'm very excited. As You can see I was so happy to get this stuff, and we want to thank uh, Creo Spirits in uh, in Phoenix for making this happen. Um, what what do we know about what's so special about this? Because I know Pasote is over in left field, and then Terralta is somewhere like I don't know in right field. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hi. So, so you know, Felipe is really innovative with his distillery. And uh, something that he has a great interest in is his water sources. Uh, he has a huge roof on the distillery, and he captures all of his rainwater and holds it. And uh, he also has a natural spring-fed well, a very deep well. It's like 460 feet deep or something like that. Yeah, it's... And, uh- the, so, the point sale material is
0: the same as as the website, and it says it's a very – it's
1: really deep. I don't know how many meters it is. Uh, so does he – So something he wanted to do was to showcase the difference um, in the tequila between the different waters. So for his G4 brand, he uses a 50-50 mix of uh, – his captured rainwater and his uh, well spring-fed water. Okay. Uh, for Pasote, he went with a sixty forty mix, with the sixty percent being from the the spring, the well. So it has, uh, you know, more of a, a mineral quality to it than the G four, which was a bit softer from the uh, you know from the uh, higher rainwater content. Uh, okay. For the Artenom, Celestion uh, 1579, he also did a 50-50 mix like with the G4, but he did some other things with this as well. Now, for Teralta, he is going entirely 100% deep well water.
0: I was going to ask you how the combinations, I, I know that he's, Uh, uh, like you said, very innovative in in his water usage and I was wondering, since I I didn't know any of the the information that we have uh, on Terralta, the only thing I knew was that the the well water was 160 feet down so that's like over 140 meters something like that, so it's deep but I wasn't sure if he was using it completely or if he was using a, a combo like he had done with his other tequilas so I'm glad you brought that up because that, yeah. that really explains a lot when um, when we go through this. I I'm I'm going to venture in and use a reel.
1: So you have your I, I want to correct your numbers there. The hundred and forty, it's hundred and forty meters deep as well. Right. And so right. that's about four hundred and sixty feet. Oh, is that
0: what it is? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know who did the math on this thing, but okay. <laughs> That and the fact that the, I can hardly read the printing, but I think it was so, taken right off, right off the website, actually. So
1: Felipe, uh, you know, uh, the, the Camarinas are known uh, for uh, growing their own agaves as well. And he's in Jesus Maria, uh, you know, outside of Irlandus. Uh It's a bit more east, right? Anyway, uh, he's in Arandas, And so this is some of the highest agave growing area. In Mexico. So he is, uh, you know, growing his agaves around 6,800 feet. And, uh, you know, it's uh, Jesus Maria goes from like 6,700 to 6,900 feet in there. And uh, Felipe's fields are around uh, 6,800. So when we're talking about highlands agaves, you know, this is as high as it gets pretty much.
0: He, uh, yeah, apparently where he's located is uh, the the Celería El Pandillo. According to the website, it says it, it's in Arandas. Uh, I'm not sure. It, it, approximately 80 miles from Guadalajara. Again, we get the we're getting differing information because you know uh, it's it's not consistent. I know that it's at uh, El Pandillo, which is his distillery. And that and that would be the uh, the, the Artonome that you showed a little yeah. bit earlier.
1: Well, even on the uh, even on the uh, selecion it says uh, Jesus Maria. Good. Okay. Well, that's where the fields are. I'm I'm assuming that's where his fields are. Well, that's where his distillery is too. His so, distillery okay. is in the center of his his uh, fields. Okay.
0: All right. Well, at least uh, from the
1: satellite pictures I've seen.
0: From the satellite <laughs> pictures.
1: I don't know. I think we need a close up of this bottle, man. I think we need to. We need to. Yeah. Get well, another it. interesting thing about Teralta, you see, he has. Um, yeah, there's a, a, a raised glass here. It's uh, a tahona with uh, bull and uh, agave pencas, and so that's on the front of the Teralta bottle. He's actually using the same bottle for G four, but it's turned around. And so that embossed symbol appears <laughs> on the back. <laughs> well, you know, the whole website starts with
0: "I'm in the I'm not in the business of fancy bottles. I'm in the business of making tequila." That's right. you know what? You can't you can't be more honest than that, Yeah. Frank.
1: So yeah, he doesn't make any bones about it. You know, he's he's uh, you, you met him, things. right? I did. You, uh, I met what? him uh, several months ago at a reception at uh, uh, Cantina Mai Huel here in San Diego.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and uh, uh, he, uh, I
1: got there. Like I got there early, and and uh, and I was able to talk to him, you know, one on one for quite a while. It was great. Does Does he always look like the grumpy old man? <laughs> Pretty much. He's very friendly, though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, there the um I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh from Carlos when last I spoke to him and and you know we were I was in LA with him um and when they launched uh when they launched uh, uh Tapatio into the US and he said that his you know his family is one of the founding families of Arandas, of the Los Altos area. So that explains, you know, there's a lot of pedigree and there's a lot of history. Um, behind this family, so they, mm-hmm. you know, I think uh, 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 Felipe and his son now are the third and fourth generation of, of distillers, so um, there's a lot of history going on, and those guys, those literally practically invented, you know, the, that, that style of tequila, yeah.
1: so. Um, G4 is actually named for his sons, the fourth generation of the family. Distilling. Okay.
0: Yeah. I, I like to say I, I we hope to have uh, some of that here. Uh, you know, a tequila aficionado sometime either this year, maybe next year. We're just awaiting samples basically. From uh, the neat thing with, what what Felipe did was he had three different lines, and and they have three different importers, which is which is really nice. Um, I gotta tell you, man, we got it. I'm using a riddle. I don't. What
1: are you gonna use to pour these <laughs> in? Uh, well, first, for the Blanco, I think I'm going to use my Chisholm Trail Harito.
0: Okay, okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to venture out and say that, uh, I, you know, just for, for the sake of, of transparency here, I've been using this Copita, the, this is the Glencairn Copita, uh, for all of the varietals up until the, the uh, we're going to be tasting the full strength, the barrel strength, Extra añejo, um, and I have used this and really enjoyed it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I've been sticking to one glass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play around with several glasses and see if I get anything more. I mean, it's, it's going to be, oh God, <laughs> oh man, wow, wow, Just, uh, we're just get a nose full of, of of agave and and citrus notes some really heavy citrus now, now you know what when the first time I poured um we're gonna the the heavier iteration the 110 proof I poured it in this glass and one I, I got all this fruit Right on the nose, right right away, and you can tell the opening on this glass is, is just a little bit smaller than, than the Riedel. And I gotta say, at first I thought I smelled peaches. And I said, No, that's impossible because there are no peach trees up there. But well, maybe mango. Maybe I got maybe I got some mango, I got some tropical fruit.
1: So Felipe has planted a number of different trees around his property to uh you know diversify the ecology bring in you know insects and birds and I, and what have you and so he's planted cinnamon trees strawberry guava trees that's fig, it that's it fig trees and various citrus trees no kidding
0: yeah because because it was it's a it's a full fruit nose yeah and it's 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 slightly different. It's reminiscent of pasote and different all at once.
1: Yeah, it it doesn't have that kind of. I think we kind of described it as a green funk with uh Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's pasote has a, a funky. It's
0: it leans more toward the funkiness of the of the flavor wheel. Okay, yeah. and and I've heard some distillers use, especially mezcal distillers or Sotol – they will do something with the heads or the tails they when they do the second distillation they'll add it back in something weird like that oh. to, and again i'm not a distiller so i could be completely wrong but i know that they're using one of the cuts in the re, in the second distillation and they're getting that funkiness it 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 helps the flavor profile of whatever, of the mezcal or the sotol to lean toward the funkiness now i don't know if that's what Pasote is up to. But this one it was yeah. much more w- way less funky and much more fruity.
1: With Pasote, I had also wondered if maybe they were doing something different in the shaving of the pencas off the pina. Like maybe they were leaving a bit more, you know, just a little bit maybe a couple centimeters of the, the penca on there. Hard to say. I,
0: I you know I I it, both all both those guys, both those fellows are just Mad, mad scientists—the stuff that yeah. they do. T- you know, to de-
1: Felipe has a couple of engineering degrees, so you know he's really sciencing the hell out of this stuff. So,
0: well, now let's just tell everybody: if you haven't seen any videos of El Pandillo, the his distillery, you can find those on YouTube. But you'll notice that he has a taona, except it's not stone wheel taona that we are used to. He has a converted steamroller. With pegs, it looks like this giant... Yeah. It, looks like, like, it looks like something you want to air at your lawn with. You know? he, got a,
1: he got this junked steamroller, and uh, they welded a bunch of nubs onto it. And right. Uh, right. And his, his um, take on it is, I guess, he's gently, he's gently pressing the fibers with this huge heavy wheel uh, without breaking the fibers. And he says that, you know, if you're able to do that without breaking the fibers, you get a different flavor profile.
0: I, I, right now, I agree.
1: Because <laughs> this is a beautiful
0: nose, Rick. This is really yeah. something. It's, it's fruity. It, uh, you know, both you and I are using two different pi- uh, pieces of glass, and we're getting just about the same thing.
1: Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, you know, now that it's opened up a bit, I'm getting some of that fresh, starchy apple center that I find um, in a lot of highlands.
0: He, uh, the other thing, too, is uh, I think he's using the, the uh, uh, proprietary yeast that is a, a family recipe. It is, is the same yeast that his grandfather, Don Felipe, had been using. So it is—it is, it is a, a, a strain that's that's exclusive to the Camarena family, or at least to Carlos and Felipe. Not not so much the commercial Camarena that they're related cousins.
1: I think he's using, you know, he might be using some of just the natural environmental yeasts as well.
0: Uh, whatever he's doing, he's got me hooked, man. This is. You. Yeah. This is a, a blanco. It. It's really funny. You and I will, will uh, linger over an añejo or an extra añejo, but with Felipe's tequilas, you linger over the blancos, and and you notice that the 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 aged versions of his expressions are not very deep in color, and we'll get to that when we get to the to the the others.
1: Yeah. The, the he rest is, he's really about the blanco. In his tequilas, you know that's yeah. where his. I think that's where his love lies. Um, the the barreling, I, hope, yeah. I think, is something he's. Uh, you know, he does it because that's you know people want those expressions, but uh, I think with the barrels, he usually does a fairly light touch because, you know, he really wants the agave to show through.
0: Well, uh, as we go through those expressions, we'll be able to tell you a little bit more about the, the barrels, but. Yeah. I got to dive into this Blanco, man. I I got to taste it. Another
1: innovation Felipe has done at El Pandillo is that for his uh, for his ovens, he uses the you know stone masonry ovens, and uh, he has actually uh, you know the way they usually work is that they run steam in through the bottom to cook the agaves from the bottom up, but. Then you end up with the agaves on the bottom, they get heavily cooked, and then the ones on the top that get you know get less, less weight well weight. done, right? And so, what he's done is he's run steam lines across the top as well, and so he's putting in steam from both the top and the bottom to get more of an even cook.
0: It's an agave Oreo cookie <laughs> <laughs> with all the double stuff in the middle. Oh my god. Hmm. What a great finish too! It's got a nice, warm, fuzzy. This is the this particular uh, uh, expression is uh, the eighty proof, forty ABV. If you stick with us, you're going to be you're going to see us go to the one ten, which is you know like the blanco only
1: going through a speaker yeah. amplifier. Well, this has so much agave going on in it. You would almost think it was a one ten. You know, not from the alcohol effect, but just from the full presence of agave. Yeah. It's got a great finish, really a
0: nice yeah. lingering finish. Lots just, of pepper. Right. And it's got a touch, just a touch of the bitterness on the side of the palate. Not a lot, you know, nothing. You'd, you'd, you'd really have to dig into it to, to find it. It's not annoying. It's not off-putting. Yeah. It's perfect.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a full sensory experience.
0: Oh my God! Now, Rick, um, something about the water. The description in the websites talk about the water being viscous. I, I yeah. I, I hesitate to think that's the case because if it's viscous,
1: I you know that that would denote that there's some sort of oil, some sort of. I think gr- what I think what they're getting at is that it's coming from deep well water, so it has a higher mineral content. Well, that's then, that's what I wanted to
0: correct. Is I think that the minerality is what I'm getting on the sides yeah. of my panel, and and on the nose as well. Yeah. Um, the viscosity, I think, happens in distillation, as far as I'm concerned. But yeah, the water would definitely have to have something to do with that.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, the uh, the the minerals would increase the density of the water. I would imagine. Okay. Whereas the rainwater would uh, be lighter because it wouldn't have have those minerals in it. So I think that's what they're trying to get at with this. He's certainly not pumping up any goo from underground. Yeah, I was going to say, if he's pumping viscous water, he's wasting (laughs) his time in the tequila business. (laughs) We're going to call the Ewing's out there, man. He should be making Texas tea, right? That's it.
0: This is lovely. This is so beautiful. This, I, I got to say, I would not mix this in any kind of a cocktail, although you probably could.
1: Well, um, it would certainly hold up in a cocktail. Yeah, you know, even if would. At, at any proof. As with would, all of Felipe's brands, all the brands that he works on, they're, you know, really high quality sippers. Uh, but, you know, if you're a mixologist and you really want the agave to come through in your drink, um, then you could certainly create something wonderful with this. But I'll um, always just I, be sipping it.
0: I would say that, that this is a, a, a beautiful uh, representation of what is possible from the Jesus Maria slash Arandas area this yeah, is this is really truly, and you know, Rick, you and I've had several from the highlands from atotonilco and amatitan and and this is really different. This really captures I think that microclimate that Felipe tawar. is in yeah. and the terroir is is just on point this this tequila is on point as far as I'm concerned, this is a brand of promise nominee um, Absolutely. would you say? Rick, because I know that you and I have nominated Pasote in the in the legacy category, and this is another legacy, I, I would think. Would you I say? Said, well, it's a new brand, and also oh, is Pasote. Yeah, it's it's like instant legacy. You know, we're talking to Camarenas, We're not talking, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I I. Yeah. Felipe's been around for for a while. He's he's had one or two brands that have been out for a long time, and I think I think he's
1: finally hit his stride with this one. Yeah, I, yeah he's just, got a lot of experience going back to you know, the family and you know helping to start tequila ocho. Yeah, oh okay, yeah. Well there you go. Uh,
0: what more can we say? Brand of promise nominee in the Blanco category for, for legacy brands. This is the eighty proof Terralta. Mm-hmm. Stick with us.
1: Right now, this is going for about forty dollars where I pick okay. up my juice. So, okay. well, don't hesitate.
0: Go yeah. get it. Right. Now. Call call the call whoever you have to call. Get
1: them to deliver it to you. You can order it online from Old Town Tequila.
0: They'll ship it you to go. you. Yeah, and uh, nobody's nobody ships like Zach anyway. So. Uh, you can guarantee that your your stuff will show up. Thanks again to uh, Creo Spirits uh, in the Phoenix for putting this together. Uh, I'm Mike Morales here in San Antonio. That Rick young me, Rick <laughs> in San Diego. <laughs> you've been watching sipping off the cuff on Tequila aficionado media. All of our platforms now. We're everywhere. If you're watching us on. On YouTube subscribe down below if you're watching us or listening to us on blog talk radio and, and uh, iTunes subscribe there as well you won't miss a thing and stick with us because we're about we're about to venture into into an amplified version of the Terralta Blanco with Terralta 110 thanks again for watching and as always Tomar Sabiamente! Surprisingly.